Hey everybody, welcome to the Luke Randall Podcast. My name's Luke Randall and today I am here with a great friend and role model for me, Dan Fouts. Dan, how are you doing? Great, how are you? I am doing well. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining me today. I wanted to take a few minutes just to talk about your success as an actor and filmmaker here in Southern Utah. I find it fascinating that this is not exactly a hub for actors and filmmakers, at least not yet. I don't know if we're (laughs) heading that direction, but um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit uh, about that. But first, I just wanted you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got your passion and started acting and filmmaking and kind of a little bit more about yourself to get them to know you a little better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it is an interesting life. I, I actually grew up in Leeds. Uh, and where is that? Small town, exactly. 15 That's minutes north of St. George. North of St. George. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, oh my yeah it's the blink you miss it town. If you drive by I-15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think as long as I can remember, because I think the geographically where we were at, obviously it's, you know, growing up, it is secluded, yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially when you can't drive. And then movies was really kind of all I had out there yeah you know? there's not much to do other than that. yeah so there's i mean watch movies i mean indiana jones was my favorite movie in the last crusade and i was always trying to use a belt to like <laughs> the whip. throw it onto the <laughs> ceiling fan and hopefully it works out or you know jump <laughs> off the roof with an umbrella like mary poppins but doesn't Love work it. out that well i think growing up in leeds was because i was able to just wander you know, it's it's what makes up who I am today, obviously, because I still kind of find myself doing that a lot with life. Mm-hmm. I just, you just wander, you know, just uh, get lost on the trails. And you've always <laughs> been someone that, like, you, you know a lot of things about a lot of subjects. Like, you're not like, I would you consider yourself that type of person that, like, no, I'm not a masterful Chopin piano player, but I know my way around some piano, some, you know, great yeah. drummer. You're a great actor, a great writer. So, I mean. I think, yeah. I mean, I try to, I, I try not to do the whole like jack of all trades, master or none thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I definitely try to just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think that's what, how I get the most out of life is just, you know, it, at one point your desires and your interests are one way, you know, and, yeah. and you go down that path and then something else happens and your desires and passions change a little bit to something else. And I don't know, I think it's improv actually helped me learn a lot more about life, I feel, because that's all improv is, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's living in the moment. Yeah. It's just taking information as you get it. And was there an age where you found yourself really getting into improv or acting in general? You know, I think obviously when I was younger, I was always the show off type kid. You know, when there was a large group of people, you know, like four or five years old, whatever, I was always the one jumping off the walls and just being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, teenage years hit and you kind of shell up a little bit. I, I don't know what it was, but I mean, I had a great group of friends in high school. We were the typical Southern Utah up to no good type group of boys yeah. that just, you know, <laughs> hang out in the Harmons parking lot because there's nothing else to do and <laughs> right? Like I got you. Uh, <laughs> you've probably relate. been yeah. there too. I grew up in a small town too. I, I totally relate. And there's uh, videotape actually of uh fourth grade I did a storytelling contest. <laughs> and it was it was a story of uh, Sam Spade, this old like nineteen forties detective character Mm -hmm. and there's some comedy in there and 
And I remember, I mean, I watch it today and I mean, I'm this fourth grader that's standing up in front of the whole school and it's memorization. It's just telling this story, right? Yeah. So I think definitely at a younger age, I think fourth grade is when I really started discovering storytelling mm-hmm. and writing even. I mean, even even when I was like 14, I was writing scripts movies because that's what I wanted to do right so I was even I was you know in my room or I would be helping my dad because he owned a fence company so we would travel and go build fences but I would have a notepad and I would just write these parody funny stories that I was obviously stealing from like Mel Brooks because that was another (laughs) he he was a comedy impact on my life that I loved Robin Hood Men in Tights I you know I loved all of his you know, Dracula dead and loving it. So yeah. I, lo- I loved all of what Mel Brooks was doing. And so I would try to mimic some of those jokes telling these funny stories. And I mean, I still have them in a binder somewhere. <laughs> oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah. That's so I, I started discovering it. And then obviously high school, I just, I was more just, you know, not interested in a whole lot of things. I didn't do drama, anything like that. I, I mean, music was still there. So mm-hmm. drums, I picked up drums when I was like 14 or 15. There was like jazz band that I was a part of a little bit and some in high school. So music has always been there. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's helped propel your writing and, and things like that too. If you yeah. can imagine uh, what you want a score to be like, if you want, you know, this scene to have this kind of feel to it, whether it's yeah. the music or the, the angles that you're taking or what have you. Yeah. I had two people that have talked to me because they think that I'm, they, they think that I'm some kind of actor or something. And I'm not, but I've been interested in it. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I, I mean, we're both entertainers and I think that's where we, that's where we relate really well. Yeah. But these two kids, one's from St. George, they both feel like they're kind of in the middle of nowhere and they feel like well I have to move to LA to make this happen and and so I I immediately thought of you and I said no I know a guy in St. George that makes it happen and he's got three kids and a family so it's definitely (laughs) that's why I wanted to bring you on the show here today and say hey you guys listening to this it's been a lot possible (laughs) it is possible I you know there's there's some there's some great advice that always has stuck with me and it's the simple phrase lift where you stand so wherever you're at you gotta lift yeah and so i think i i think i've taken that and applied it to something like acting i mean because i've uh, when i first started getting into filmmaking or production what have you it's it was it was all about you know network like i started going to film school a little bit at dixie here Mm -hmm. And then just personal preferences. I just felt like I personally wasn't getting a whole lot out of it. So I was like, well, I just want to, I just want to try to network and jump on sets or just start doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. That led to me jumping onto sets and just PA work, just figuring out like how that world is, you know, like just observe what a director really does and what a DP really does. And was that hard for you to, to step onto the set and basically be like, Hey, I've never done this before, but here I am. I'm here to learn from you guys. I don't, like, was there? Yeah. I don't think, especially at that time, mm-hmm. you know, where I was, I was actually, I so saw like I had a window cleaning business mm-hmm. in my like high school, early twenties. And so that's kind of what was paying the bills, you know? So then it was like, well, I'm going to try to do the film stuff on the side wherever I can. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my advice to anyone that wants to jump into film. Like you, 
if you have the desire and the passion for it, but you really don't know anything, PA work is the best thing you could do. Production assistant. So a production assistant, you're viewed as kind of the the gopher, the intern. Of, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the you're, Get the you're, coffee. You know, it is. It's it's one of those weird paradox things where it's like there's a sense that you're kind of looked down a little bit, but there's so much that relies on you mm-hmm. because everyone needs that assistance on the set. Yeah. They need their coffees. They need their food. Like, they need, yeah. I mean, they need so their... It's, it's a starting point. It's a starting point. And, yeah. and, it, and it does get you in. It gets you to meet people. It gets you to network. I mean, and that's all... Really, that that's what this business, the film business is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine it's like the music industry too. Like, if you're out there doing it... You got to do some open mic nights. You got to... <laughs> and you got it, And that's where you'll meet other people. They're like, oh, hey, we're doing this. Or this is my next gig. You should yeah. jump on. Like, I mean, that's... You just have to jump in there and start doing the, the heavy lifting. And you did. You know? You've done your share of heavy lifting. And, and it's just been in the last few years, you know, having known you for a few yeah. years, we've become good friends over the last few yeah. years. And I've just now started to see you getting bigger and bigger roles every time it comes around. It's like, hey, wow, this guy's, you know, you're getting the roles. You've put in the work. But a lot of people, I think, don't see the behind the scenes being a production assistant yeah. and things like that. I think it takes, it does. I mean, I've I've gone into this, I call it my acting journey right mm-hmm. like i i think i started about 2013 yeah so that's about you know five six years ago six years ago now right <laughs> so i mean that's when i that's when i feel like i really pinpointed like okay i'm going to really start doing this mm-hmm. and i don't know what it was that's i don't and honest i don't know i don't know what it is that keeps driving me to do it and i kind of i kind of never want to know mm-hmm it's something that I like th- to keep there that I don't ever have to know why. Absolutely. You follow I'm pushed that with it, right? Like you just yeah. you just follow it. Yeah. I mean, I remember I remember my first audition, so like I started changing a little bit into acting because as a kid I always wanted to be a writer, director behind the camera. That was where you started. Person. That's where I started. Yeah. That's where my that's where I really started, you know, in my younger years deciding like, okay, I want to do that. Mhm. But then it wasn't until I got older that I discovered acting and I'm like, okay, well, obviously the more I learn about acting, it's going to help me become a better director because I'll know, I'll know how actors are. Yeah. You know, and played that game before you've been in that arena. And so it, and then it helps with writing. So it helps me understand like, okay, well, how can actors deliver these lines or what's, you know, how can I write this? So yeah, it's been a, it's been a really cool triangle that just they all kind of feed off each other yeah. as i've pursued acting i think it's it's like any sales calls like if you're a salesman you go you have to you have to call however many people to make a sell right mm-hmm. so with if with acting like how many auditions do you have to go to <laughs> to make yeah. And that's what a get lot of people didn't you know? get. You know, with me, I go to one audition. Uh, I, I auditioned for a play at Tuacon, failed miserably. I, I tried to sing along with the accompanist, right. and I was just on a different just page off. than her. Oh, no. And they were really nice, you know, but yeah. it, was, it hurts. It does hurt. It does. So do you have any advice for people that are just starting out that have yeah. had that heavy rejection? It's the, it's the rejection, right? You know, and... I don't know, cause cause I was there too, and I think it is it's like a muscle, right? I mean, it is. It's the more you do it, the more stronger you're gonna get at it. Yeah. And I think the more confident you're gonna get at it. One, it's it's definitely it, it, confidence is a muscle. You have to train it. You have to work at it. 
there's the times where you get super anxious and nervous right before, but then I think the more auditions that I've gone to, it's just, that's part of that throwing yourself out there that like, okay, I'm throwing myself out, out there to get trashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to you kind of accept it. <laughs> you have to. And, and that, you know, and I, I remember my first audition to, to how I audition now. And I see a total, there's a total night and day difference because it's just the more you do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think this driving force within me that helps me keep going with it is, you know, it's always that silver lining or the light at the end of the tunnel type thing. Something's you know, like coming. Yeah. Something's coming. I don't know what it is. And so, so if I didn't get the role, I would, I would go audition and then you don't get the role. And then for a long time, it was just like, okay, that wasn't for me. Yeah. And you say, don't be discouraged. If yeah, something it's... doesn't happen, it's weird how things materialize. Yeah. Like you can't envision it. And six months down the road, it's like, right. oh, well, here I am. I got this role. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've had people ask me too with, with some of the roles I've gotten. And I guess in a mystic or a metaphysical world, you know, uh, it's it's about it's it's about all those times and the efforts that you put in mm-hmm. that no one knows about. There's there's many times where I've you know driven I've driven to Salt Lake you know countless times I don't even know how many times I've driven to Salt Lake for a five minute audition and then drive back home the same day. It's like eight hours and, of driving, and then not and then not get the part. Yeah, and so I think, but it's it's countless times of doing that, and I think that's where it's you know because I've I've taken that like yeah it could be easier for me to move to Salt Lake. It could be easier for me to move to Vegas. It could be easier for me to move to LA. But then when you get there, you're still in the same boat as however many countless people, right, are doing the same exact thing that you are. And I mean, how many, you know, brown hair, blue eyed people are there in LA? <laughs> you know, that they have a beard or whatnot. That, you know, like there's so many. Yeah. And because I've chosen to, you know, stay here in St. George, which I've, I have found that it's just, it's a central location. So it's Mm -hmm. personally, I don't mind driving. I like, I like times where I'm alone Mm -hmm. to, to drive and to think and to wander. Right. And put in that effort because to me, it feels like it, it's put me in a position where I feel like I'm, I'm putting in efforts Mm -hmm. to do this. I'm putting in the commitments and I don't know, it helps. I feel like it helps show a little bit too, you know, like I, I, how many times I've had, I've had to be in auditions and I hear people complain, you know, you know, it took me 25 minutes to get here and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and I shut up. I don't, I'm just like, man, that sucks. You know, just, you you know, little, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I drove six hours to get here. Right. It's just, uh, and you're not that type of person. I, I know you, Dan, you're never, think, you're never one. To, I mean, you, you would drive six hours and someone complains about 25 minutes and you right. just take it in stride. But. Yeah. It's yeah. Gratitude. Right. I mean, what was it? McConaughey. It, it says, you know, gratitude reciprocates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking for wh- what you're grateful for in life. There's, there's power in that. And I think that's successful. People always find a way and unsuccess unsuccessful people, always look for an excuse mm-hmm. there's always a way yeah you just gotta you know patience or wait for it or 
you know, try. And I feel like many you've times. done that. You've, you've <laughs> been very good at finding that path and, and making those things happen. And so I, I think people can definitely learn and take a page from the book that you're yeah. writing in your life. One of your films you've done, Dan, is The West and the Ruthless, which, plug, you guys can find that on Amazon. Is that where you can purchase I, the movie? It's Amazon. I think they, they have DVD sales. I think it's out... It's they, out. They put it out. It's out there. <laughs> I saw it in Walmart. Yeah, it's, it's out like, there. It's out there. So, uh, again, check it out. But Dan plays a pivotal role in this in this Western. And were you down in Arizona filming that? Where was the... Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about what it's like being on a set in a production that uh, that's that type? Yeah, so that one was... I think that was my first, you know, we got your plane tickets and we're going to fly you down and you're going to be in our film and... That's and, cool. Then you're gonna go home, and it, yeah, it is. It's, it's it's really cool just to have that you know experience. Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of serendipitous the way that role came about because I was on Backstage.com, so that's just a it's a place. Backstage.com is a place for actors to make a profile, and I have one. Yeah, I haven't used it for a while. Yeah, but, so I mean, but make one. Yeah, make one of those, and and th- there's a bunch of casting calls, auditions. You can send video auditions in, and I mean. That's a that's a great resource. Is to, there a monthly fee for it? I think it's, it's like twenty bucks. Twenty dollars a month. Yeah, okay. and you can pay annually. So be too. ready to invest. Yeah, so, but but you're making an investment because it's not one and of it those is. scams. It's real. It's work. one of yeah, and, and it's one of those things too. Like yeah, especially in this in this world, you I mean you have to be careful with the scams. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it, the, the the rule of thumb obviously is you know agents or managers like if you don't get paid, they don't get paid mm-hmm. type thing. But I mean, with backstage, it is a different platform where, like you said, it is, it's an investment in yourself that, you know, you can try it. Just try it for yeah. a year. Give it a year. Give it a year. Yeah. See if, if you're you get, serious about see it. See if you get anything from it. And if you don't, then it's just like, all right, well then try something else, yeah. you know, invest yourself somewhere else in something. So yeah. I think, yeah, I had a profile on there and then June of 2016, I just got an email from one of the from one of the directors or a, it's a couple writer director team. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, Hey, just saw your profile. Can, can we send some sides over and then send a video audition in for this role that we need to cast, you know, and we start filming in a month. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So sent it in, got cast for it. And then I uh, was down there in Tucson for five days I think in July. And we're talking intense days, right? I mean, it's hot. These are I mean, long. It, are these it, long shooting days? It's long, yeah. I think you always count on, you know, a 12-hour day. Mm-hmm. It's for, not for as film. glamorous as a lot of people think. No, it I would yeah, I always say I always say making a movie isn't glamorous, watching it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. I mean, I have I've limited experience that you and I worked on yep. that, uh, on Extinct, that TV show that BYU TV did yep. uh, a few years back and I was just an extra and I, I was on there for, I think, three days. Those were three of the longest days of my life. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it and I learned a lot about how production. But you work. sit around a lot. You sit around a yeah. lot. And that's been the extent of my experience. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure in a role that big where, where you have a bigger role in a film like that, that's a lot of work. It's it's lines, it's delivery, it's yeah. rehearsals. Yeah, and this one, this was fun because... When, when I was down there and obviously heard the behind the scenes of how I was cast and how other people were cast. So they already had this character, Chester Crow mm-hmm. cast before me, like it was already done deal. And then they cast this, uh, the female actress opposite of Chester and they casted her and she's like, wow, she's kind of, she's a little bit strong. 
on, you know, kind of overpowers this other Chester that we got. That's when they opened it up and they kind of put us together and they're like, okay, that, that fits better with their vision, you know, of who they envisioned Mary and Chester to be. Yeah. So, so that goes to show, you know, you, you may just be <clears throat> the right, you just never know. Someone's, look, someone's looking for something and, yeah. and you're the right fit. You yeah. Know? You just never, <clears throat> you never know because I didn't know these people before and you know, we called and talked to each other to make sure that we were both not crazies, right? <laughs> yeah. Get a little level-headed with like, okay, you're you're a real person, I'm a real person, so this yeah. is good. We were down there, and it was it was nostalgic because it was it was at Tucson Studios, mm-hmm. and it's actually a a Western town attraction that they still do like shows, cowboys and stuff around there, and people. It's a tourist attraction, but. I mean, Three Amigos was filmed down there, and Tombstone, oh, awesome. and I mean, John Wayne. <laughs> Classics. Like, so one of the scenes that we were doing in that film was a was the bedroom John Wayne stayed in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, like it was just super nostalgic to just kind of be in that world, yeah, right? Be working in that atmosphere. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it was it was great because it helped. It obviously helps more to know what pro- productions that you want to be a part of. That's the one thing that I found on the other side as a director, like, okay, what does it take for me as a director when I want to work with actors? What is it that I need to give them to help them act their best? Yeah. Like what environment do I need to create that fosters that? Absolutely. And I, and I've been on other sets where there's not a, there's not an attention to that detail and you feel it in the performances. There's this environment that could have had a little bit more attention Mm -hmm. that just wasn't there. So it's, it is harder for you to perform. It is because, because then it just becomes this set it up. Then then you're technically acting. Yeah. Right. Definitely. You're not, you're not able to really get lost in a role or really feel like you're being that character. A lot of the listeners know this and some may not know that you were involved in the movie, the immortal wars or immortal wars Yeah, and immortal wars Two. Which I actually don't know if is out yet. Yeah, That's, it's coming out this year. I was going to say, okay, so Immortal Wars yeah. 2 is coming out this year, 2019. You guys need to check it out and check out the first one. Dan, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your preparation process for such a physical role. I know this is a there's a lot of fighting, yeah. there's a lot of action. How do you go about preparing for that? You know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm somewhat agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Always uh, have been. <laughs> naturally a little bit. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a smaller framed guy, but it helps me to like move around quicker. And mm-hmm. I mean, other than just hitting the gym, you have a role that's going to be somewhat physically intense. And so the first Immortal Wars was was fun because again, it was, it was the same year that West of the Ruthless came about. So 2016 was an interesting year for me. There yeah. were some of these independent films to be a part of, you know, outside of Utah and to to meet other people and and so to do immortal wars and you know and choreograph this fight scene with with my co-actor um jeremiah mcqueen Mm -hmm. he uh he actually is a past like mma fighter in vegas (laughs) like i mean so he's yeah he He knows his stuff (laughs) knows his stuff big guy right i mean it's it's great the the script you know like i can take him down in the film but real life and like no way <laughs> like, there's no way for the script then, <laughs> right follow that but, yeah geez um, but yeah we choreographed and it's it's kind of cool because in the first immortal wars my character 
it's really just kind of scarce throughout an event at the end of the film that shoots it off into the second one. So in the second one that comes out this year, I have a lot more to do. And how can our listeners get access to Immortal Wars and Immortal so Wars? I think it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Right okay. now. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I was kind of, I was blown away with with the director of Immortal Wars. So, Joe Lujan, who, he wrote it, directed it. He did the costume designs for it. He it, It's all based off of a comic book series that he wrote. Yeah. And he edited it. He did a lot of the CGI stuff, like... I mean, so and I, it looks good. I was it's blown a, away. It's a good-looking film. For, yeah. I mean, for an independent, it's it stands really well, you know, because yeah. you see CGI and some other stuff, and it's like, eh. But then, I mean, he did he did a great job with with all that. And I've seen the trailers for these, and they are the, the fighting. The choreography is fantastic. Every I, if I can yeah, call so, it choreography, the yeah. fights look great. Um, so he uses a lot of, and that's a lot of the other actors are, you know, like TIE fighters and, is that TIE? TIE fighters? TIE like fighters? Like, <laughs> is that TIE? Is that, what's, what's one, jujitsu or oh, something? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> martial artists. Stuff. Yeah, martial artists. Yeah, jujitsu and all that fun stuff. And so like a lot of those actors are already like, they're well rehearsed in that world. And so. again, you guys check out Immortal Wars and Immortal Wars 2. Uh, Immortal Wars 1 right now is on yeah. Amazon Prime and 2 is coming out this year. So be sure to check that out. And they're Dan, on Facebook too and, and all Facebook. That, so you can check it out. So. <laughs> Dan, I wanted to switch gears for just a minute and yep. let's talk about the production and the writing side. Um, I know recently <laughs> the, the, the Maven Baxter things come to life. I've yeah. seen that you guys filmed scenes from that. Um so what's it was called? Is it officially called Maven Baxter? Like what's it's the either Maven or Maven Baxter. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's still so it's yeah it's we did a table read mm-hmm. that I organized and had actors on there on the stage and we did it at the Electric Theater and yeah. we invited the pu- the public to come by and listen to it. Yeah. You know? So it's a little bit different setting because you're just. You know the actors are obviously there and they're performing by reading the script. By reading so. it, yeah. But it, it gave a good opportunity to see what jokes hit, mm-hmm. what jokes fell flat. You know, and like, that's what you guys are doing in St. George. There's no one yeah. else that is doing things like going to the electric theater and saying, hey, public, come check this out. We're creating. We're yeah. creating this script. I've got this great story. I've read the script. I loved it. And it's going to look fantastic when it's all finished. When I first got into filmmaking as professional career, mm-hmm. I only knew a little bit about you know, screenplays, kind of how it looked. But then it wasn't until I feel like, you know, I read uh, Sid Field. Mm. So Sid Field is, he's he's a writer from like the, in the 60s and 70s, he was a part of a kind of that Hollywood, you know, a lot of great films came out of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And so he was a part of that world where, uh, it was called like the Screenmobile or something. And, and, Tons of screenplays would filter through this thing, and he was a reader, so he would read through all these screenplays, and then he would be one of the people that decides, like, okay, move this to development, or hang on to this one, or, you know, and he would sift through a bunch of screenplays. Mm-hmm. So he's been a guy that spent years just reading many different authors' techniques and how they write. So I've probably read all, so he has like five books out, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've read all of them to where like you read about what a screenplay is, how is it structured, 
you know, where are your plot points at? What are they going to be? What's your, you know, uh, midpoint of the screenplay? And what's your first act? And what leads it into the second act? Breaks he, it down. He breaks he it. The technical aspects. He breaks it down cool. into just a very, like his, his one book, The Screenwriter's Workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, Tina Fey used that to write Mean Girls. Oh, so yeah. So like, it's just, it's a, it's a very technical way to just, as you read the book, you know, technically you should be able to have a screenplay by following the book and just writing your detailed and scenes and everything. So like I, I followed his advice, you know, a little bit, but then again, it just, when you start learning the techniques, right. When you start learning, especially I feel in the film industry, when you learn the rules, you have the ability to break them. Mm-hmm. if you want and so sense. so as a filmmaker I'm, I'm constantly reading other filmmakers right like their their stories and what makes them tick you know Scorsese like why does he frame his shot like this and what lenses does he use and why does he do this and and there's a lot a lot of those a lot of the overall theme that I've gotten from all of these other great filmmakers is literally just you know, there's there's not one way to make a movie. Mm-hmm. There's not one way to write a screenplay. That's kind of where Tarantino came into the ball game because mm-hmm. he wrote a screenplay that at first glance people read it and were like, okay, this is gonna go nowhere. <laughs> because he he literally had a screenplay with like chapters, like, like a book, like a novel in it. Yeah, and yeah. it was just so like, okay, what is this? What is this? And it's Pulp Fiction. It's like it's one of the. It's huge. <laughs> it's yeah. huge, and so. <laughs> I think right there it just goes to show if you have an idea, you know, hold on to it. And it's just, it's all about just, it's all about just writing it down because mm-hmm. you can always write it down and change it later. But the key is just, you have to start writing. Get it. a version down. Yeah. Even if there's, it's just, even if it's very vague. Sit down and if all you write is junk, uh-huh. get the junk out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just get, get it all it out. out there. Yeah. Because that way you can actually go through and find the treasures and the junk. And it That's puts like, you one step ahead instead of just having little yeah. ideas in your brain that pop in and out and they might disappear. But there yeah. it is. You have something you can work I'm, with. And- it's very much like a painter. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have a great painter because they just are waiting for that image to pop out. Mm-hmm. It's They've spent many, many times putting the junk out onto the paper <laughs> yeah. to sift through what they want it to be. Absolutely. So same thing with, yeah, same thing with screenwriting. Well, Dan, thank you for sharing with us just a little bit about both the production, acting, what it's like to be in Southern Utah where it's not exactly a hub for actors. You've got a good thing going, and I definitely wish you the absolute best. I'm looking forward to seeing Immortal Wars 2 coming out soon. Well, get an agent. That's what I have to add in. Get an agent. Get an agent. <laughs> and and how can people go about getting an agent? Is Do you have any recommendations? Of- so, yeah. Uh, I mean... Google search some agencies, look at their reviews, talk to other people. If you know of other people that have agents, you know, an agency, then talk to them. And, and, uh, that's how I got hooked up with my agent in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And you know, it is, it's, it's, our, it's a, it's building the relationship like anywhere else. So, and you shouldn't have to pay your agent up front. No, right? that's something to avoid. That's yeah. a scam. Always avoid that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Always avoid paying the agent up front. A good agent or a manager who what have you, they're always going up to bat for you. Mm-hmm. They want you to knock it out of the park. That what that's what makes a good agent is someone that has one the network and the reputation 
in whatever market that has those relationships and that go and, and audition for them. You know, if you don't have a lot on your resume, that's fine. You just, you just come with a headshot, come with whatever resume you have and just ask to audition for them. Mm-hmm. Audition for the agency. Absolutely. Show them what you got, you know? Yeah. And if, if it doesn't happen at that moment, you're starting to make an appearance. Yeah. So keep making it. And it's true <laughs> how know? that works. Once you show up, you start showing up more and more different places mm-hmm. eventually down the road. And sometimes it's years down the road, but you'll hit something good. Yeah. And I didn't know that you, I didn't know that you auditioned for American Idol. No. <laughs> I saw that video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about, talk about, I mean, yeah, you yourself had an opportunity and J-Lo totally just shot me down. J-Lo'd, man. I know. Like, <laughs> she, she wasn't having it, but I, you know, maybe I should go back on there. No, no I, well, I mean, yes. And that, I think this has inspired me to go try again, try something yeah, like that something. again and just see, you know, whether it's, whether it's American Idol, whether it's a big movie or an independent movie, or if you're just playing a club or whatever you're doing, do what you love. Yeah. Do it because you love it. You know, yeah, and there will be a way. I mean, it's the same thing with the Shark Tank investor show, right? Like, yeah, people go on that show, and even if they don't get a deal, they get the exposure. Absolutely. I mean, that's honestly, that's what those shows are all about because it's always those type of shows like the people that just didn't make it right. Mm -hmm. You don't really hear from them later. It's kind of those people that made an impact that didn't go further. It's true. That went a different way and they're still making music. Yeah. So. It's so true. So never never give <laughs> never up on give your dream. Up. Yeah. And I know it sounds cheesy, but Dan never gave up on his dream. He's still going for it. and He's still just, dreaming. Yeah. Still dreaming, man. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Hey, Dan, thanks for joining us on the show today. We yeah. appreciate you having here. Uh, and uh, listeners, again, be sure to check out The Immortal Wars 2 coming out. Um, do you know which month? I'll May, put it in May the or June. Somewhere. Yeah. It'll be there. If you... <laughs> Follow Carcass Studios on Carcass Facebook. Studios. That's okay. the studios that did it. So yeah, and folks, be sure to check out Dan Falk's page. Yeah, so danfalks.com. I'm on Facebook at uh, at the Dan Falks. That's the way. To do it. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so. Awesome, Dan. It's been awesome having you here, and, and I'd love to have you back sometime soon. Absolutely. If we can talk film or talk acting or any of this stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. I'd love having you here today. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Hey, thanks, listeners. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>